On the Record with Gavin Riley. Brought to you by PwC on News Talk. We're hearing from Simon Communities about the amount of people who can get access to housing and property. And let me just give you one statistic from their locked out report. They say there's only 50 HAP properties available across 16 areas of the country. An extraordinarily low number. And joining me here in studio is Wayne Stanley, who is the Executive Director of Simon Communities of Ireland. You're very welcome along. First of all, Wayne, on this Sunday afternoon. Thanks very much for having me. This report, is, it's not great. It, it's difficult. We knew there was a shortage of properties because even in the just the ordinary residential sector where you go on Daft or My Home, you see they're low. This is a subset again because they're HAP um, qualified down to 50 properties. Just want to give us some of the, the headline numbers that are quite alarming from your report. Yeah, so I suppose what I, what I suppose the reason why the Simon communities conduct this report, I mean, we, we, when we look at the private rental market, we're looking at the options that are there for people who are looking to exit homelessness or to avoid homelessness using the supports that the state offer. That's the housing assistance payment, which is a payment people on low incomes can get from the local authority. So um, there's a basic rate and then there's within each of the local authorities, they have a certain level of discretion, which they can give an increased rate. It's 50% uh, in the Dublin region and 35% outside of Dublin. So the, the top line statistics are, as you said, across the 16 areas, which is the vast majority. Are of they the, local authority areas when you say areas? Yeah, yeah so, okay. so they're areas um, and it, it covers the va- all the major urban areas. It covers uh, a number of towns, cities, suburbs. So we've tried to capture basically where people are experiencing homelessness where the Simon communities are placed as well is I think is is how we how we focused it but so we covered the vast majority of the country um the total number of properties available um was 934 that is actually an increase um on the previous locked out report in March uh, it's an increase of 262 additional properties uh, there was an increase in the total number of HAP properties. And when we say a HAP property, that's a property that's available within the rates of the housing assistance payment, both if the local authority uses the maximum discretion uh, available to it. Um, the number of properties available on that was 50, as you've said, and that was an increase up from, up from 29 in the previous report. But I suppose where it leaves us is what we've seen in terms of the increasing rates of homelessness over the last number of months and years um, has been because, in part because people continue to be made homeless um, and that is because landlords are selling up. There's a tightening in the private rental market that everybody sees. But it's also the fact that when a person experiences homelessness, it's getting harder and harder to find a route out of homelessness. For For a long time, the private rental market was one of the major routes out of homelessness. And we were in the Oireachtas Committee there uh, last May with the Dublin Regional Homeless Executive and Mary Hayes, the head of the Dublin Regional Homeless Executive, noted that really the fall off in the private rental market is a huge reason for the increases so, in homelessness. So just to be, yeah, because we had a Daryl O'Brien in the paper today getting three out of ten for his performance in the housing portfolio. So just to be absolutely clear, there are 934 properties available. That is an increase of 39%, correct? Yes. So, so there are more properties available at a certain because it's tiered, right? Not everyone gets the full HAP payment, right? So nine hundred—that's with no restrictions at all. That's okay. If you have any budget, that's what's available within the. Okay. Within the, so uh, then, when you bring when you bring it down to the subset, the number shrinks dramatically down to fifty. Okay. So and if you if you wanted to bring so to give you an example, I suppose to. 50 properties, probably even in terms of if you're looking for a place to rent and you have 50 options, it sounds. But actually, it's much narrower than that because we're looking across 16 areas. So if you were in Cork City Centre or Cork, if you're in the Cork region, 
um, and you are on a housing assistance payment, if you are um, in, sorry, I'm just looking at my figures here, if there was only one property available within a HAP rate, and if you were a single person or a couple, there was none. If you're a, a parent or with one child or a couple with one child, there was none. It's only when you get to the rates that are available to you, if you have two children, that... And in uh, terms of black, like it's all black, but black spots in particular, like where's the worst place to be looking at your numbers there? I mean, obviously we've got a lot of different... Well, nine, nine of the 16 areas had no HAP properties available. Yeah, because I've got one here, Sligo 2, which sounds frightening. Yeah, that's that's Sligo Tone. There was, there was only two properties available to rent. Yes. Uh, at all. That's even if you had all the money in the world. I suppose there's a, there's a couple yeah, of... Yeah, so you're, you're going to... What your, what your message is, you're building on a very tight private rented sector anyway. Yeah. But obviously not all of that. It, like, you know, you can go and hire a, you know, luxury property in Balls Bridge for thousands, right? It's in the private rented sector, but it's not what you're talking about. So what you're saying is there there is under provision and then overlaying that is more under provision in a sense of a certain type of accommodation. Yeah. And, and, and I suppose it's really what... When we were starting this, I suppose what we were looking at was affordability within the private rental market. But if you look at some of the rates now available, um, so a couple with two children in the Dublin region, the basic rate of the housing assistance payment for that uh, household would be €1,300. The local authority can increase that by 50%. So you're close on €2,000 a month. And there was still very few properties available. So we're not even talking about affordability anymore because if you're not eligible for a HAP payment, um, you're going to be under very significant pressures to try and maintain that cost of renting. So I suppose really what we need to, where this report leads us is, what we need to do is look at the broader housing system. We need to look at the role of local authorities in the provisions of uh, public housing. There's a new 10-year cost rental which needs to be ramped up. we need to look at uh, all of the facets of our of our housing system and and really ramp up, particularly in the in the public housing system. I suppose one of the calls we'll be now making on, on foot of this and have been making for some time is that really local authorities are going to have to bridge the gap if we want to see the homeless numbers come down. We're going to have to see more local authority provision of housing and critically more of that housing allocated to people who are experiencing homelessness. Yeah, because we get into this very kind of unproductive dual debate, like we need more social housing or local authority housing. And then other people say we need more private, you know, financed housing. Whereas we're so bad, we actually need it all, right? We we don't have the, it's not an either or, it's not binary at all. Because we, we're at about 29, 30,000 completions a year. We need to be at 45,000. Some people would say beyond that 50,000, depending on which uh, economic analysis you read. So we need all those engines sort of turning equally, don't we? Not we just, do. Yeah. We also need to make a decision about where we want to be. Because I, I think what does happen in the debate is we, we end up with, you know, our report comes out and we start talking about the private rental market. Uh, we start talking about the social housing. We start talking about home ownership. And to, to address each of those, you pull different policy levers, you spend money in different places. But there's very little talk about actually what is the realistic housing system we want? What are the, what are the, the driving factors of it? What level of home ownership is attainable? You know, because there, there seems to be this obsession with getting back to the, the late nineties when we had eighty percent home ownership. Mm. That that's not the that's not real world thinking. Uh, so we need to decide. Well, what role does the do we want a private rental market to play? If we look at Finland, they have completely deregulated their private rental market because they have the other aspects of their housing system 
working but if, have a good yeah, public housing well, system well, like, and, I, I and therefore it, the private rental market can do its thing but if you go to Germany you go to Holland you go to a lot of uh, Central European countries they have a very well regulated private rental sector that's been there for decades a lot of pension fund money goes into it so it, it's it's not looking for a quick book or a huge return but it's just it's a stable well regulated well legislated for sector whereas here you know we, we sort of have this oh well there's all these landlords and they're portrayed a particular way, which doesn't mean that a lot of people want to get involved in in the private rental sector when they have other places to put their funds. So don't we need to sort of um, remove the pejorative feel of the private rented sector? Because as you just said yourself there, we, we kind of um, privilege home ownership. We kind of go, that's the, the absolute place to be. We then sort of almost have, have a more different social climate towards renting so is that like a cultural thing? Do you think that we need to tackle? Because it seems like that's part of it. Is a, or is it a governmental priority? Or it, we, we're, we're sort of thinking about this nineteen yeah, nineties thinking, as yeah, you said. Yeah, yeah. We, we talk about it and think about it as a societal thing. You know that uh, there was this theory that you know the Irish were obsessed with home ownership because of the famine. You know, but the truth is, and and there's some academics in in UCD in particular, Michelle Norris, who's done some really good uh, work on this, and she actually looks at well. If you look at the structure of our housing system, the way it's designed, home ownership is the best option and the only option and the one that the state has pursued in terms of selling off our, our public housing to people at less than it costs to build it in order to, to bolster home ownership. And it was almost used as a part of our welfare sure. system. Unfortunately, I have to, to leave it there. Your report is out, I believe, this, as of today, and people can get, when they get into work next week, they can have a look at it a little bit more closely. But for now, thank you very much, Wayne Stanley, who is the Executive Director at the Simon Communities of Ireland. Thank you for giving us an early look at that report. On the Record with Gavin Riley, Sunday morning at 11. Brought to you by PwC. Great minds think unalike. Different skill sets, diverse opinions, it all adds up to the new equation. On News Talk.